Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everyone, welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm so happy you're tuning in today and I'm so excited to be recording in real life with Cushy Jane. Cushy is also known as She Talks and Eats on Instagram and on TikTok. And she is an ex-professional swimmer and a model and also an activist within the eating disorder recovery space. She's the founder of Defeating Disorders, an NGO that provides ED recovery support. And not only is she a badass that has been featured on BBC, TEDx, Oxford, and Girl Up, she's also a pure ray of sunshine that I'm so grateful I know and get to call one of my best friends. So today we're here. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy that we're recording together. No, me too, Carolina. I'm. This is such an honor. And that introduction, <laughs> I can literally say the same thing for you. You're killing it. You're so inspiring. And I'm just so, so, so grateful that I know you and I can call you one of my best friends as well. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. And I already told you this before we started recording, but the world needs to know. I need to know. I can't believe I don't know this about you already. But what is your big three in astrology? Okay, I'm just going to hand you my phone. Okay, let's see. I know that you're an Aquarius, but I am. Okay, you have... You are also an Aquarius rising. Mm-hmm. But you have literally like zero degrees Aquarius rising. And you're absolutely sure of your birth time? Yeah. Okay. And then you have a moon in Scorpio. So mm. I'm not 100% sure if like, um, I know it's like 5 a.m., but I don't know the exact minute. Is that, does that That's change okay. things? It might, but it, it would be probably, it would, you would still be in Aquarius rising, I think. Okay. And then you have Mercury in Aquarius also, Moon and Mars in Scorpio. I also have a Mars in Scorpio. Oh. And then you have Venus in Aries. Okay. Do you want me to explain yes, how I please. interpret that? <laughs> so the Aquarius for me is literally so you because what Aquarius represents is humanitarian efforts. Literally. And you're like the founder of an NGO. So it's like taking what you have been through mm-hmm. and communicating it, which is the Mercury also being in Aquarius because Mercury represents how you communicate. And so wanting to talk about these topics, about... Mm big causes and bringing people with you and like really i think that's something that i see so clearly in you but then the moon and the mars and scorpio also being there to me is like the depth that you carry like you're not a surface level person you know and i think you enjoy knowing about like the depths of your own self and your own mind and wanting to have deep connections with people yeah but also being like super driven which is the Mars energy. You just gave me so many compliments, but thank you so much. I think whatever you have said does resonate with me because I do love to have deeper connections and like just kind of delve a step like further into how are you really. I love those conversations where it's like you really like skip the small talk and like 
you know talk about how you're feeling and like all of those kinds of things um and yeah i think my purpose in life is just truly to do something bigger than myself um kind of connect with people help people uh whatever struggles or whatever you know pain that i've been through if i can find a way to make someone else not go through that i think that will make me the happiest so yes <laughs> amazing and also for context for everyone listening on how we met we met through a mutual friend called alexa and i feel like the first time we ever met in person was at the inner growth event right yeah and it was just like instant connection i was like we need to get a meal together no and that meal was so it was so effortless and just immediately you know when you meet your people it's like there's no air of like i don't know what to say like i don't think we like did not talk for like even a second i think there was no silence because i was no. like okay i have something to say and then you were like, so it was just yeah, perfect <laughs> exactly exactly and i feel like we we're just always fangirling with each other <laughs> no really i'm like what can i learn from carolina and like oh my god what is she doing now and you've just been you've been my idol like i haven't said this to you but i literally i think i spoke off you immediately after we got our first meal and i was like this girl is what i want to be when i'm her age which is like 2 3 years from now Wow. because uh, like you're so young and you've done so much and the fact that you believe in yourself you believe in abundance i feel like that lucky girl mindset which is like trending you're an embodiment of that and i think it's just it's beautiful <laughs> to see cry. you do what you do and i'm just very inspired oh wait <laughs> oh my god i was not expecting that thank you oh i feel like it really does go a long way to have an abundant mindset and i was just talking about this but when you really work on your own energy you just blossom in a different way and i'm such an intuitive person so i'm very picky about the people i surround myself mm-hmm. with and my close friends and i feel like that's something that comes very intuitively through me like i'll pick up on vibes and i'll just know yeah. this person has good intentions and is a vibrant human being and you know, wants to be at their best self versus like oh this person is self-interested or yeah. has like ulterior motives for yeah. being around me right now mm-hmm. and i think it does come from being really in tune did you know that one in five americans have learned a new language on their bucket list if that's you it's time to make 2024 the year that you finally check it off the list using babble When it comes to learning new languages, something about me that a lot of people actually don't know is that I'm fluent in three different languages because I grew up in Brazil, I speak Portuguese fluently, and then I also am fluent in English and in Spanish, but I also am currently learning how to speak Italian because I started learning it in college for my study abroad program in Milan, but then my program ended up being canceled, so I never really got the chance to fully learn Italian, which is why Babbel has been coming in so handy for me. It's a science-backed language learning app that was designed by real people for real conversations conversations and Babbel's tips and tools are super approachable. They're rooted in real life situations and they are delivered in the app through conversational based teaching. So I've been using Babbel to learn how to order food, ask for directions and speak to merchants so that next time I go to Italy, I can practice my Italian and also speak confidently. So if you're also in a journey to learn a new language, I have a special limited time deal for our inner growth listeners. Right now, you can get up to 60% off a Babbel subscription and this is only for our listeners at babble.com slash growth. Get up to 60% off at babble.com slash growth spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash growth. 
Rules and restrictions may apply. Ciao. So no, I agree. That means so much. Thank you. Of course. And I truly mean it. And I think it's so important. The outlook that you have on this is um, actually so perfect because when you are a content creator and you have, you know, so many things going on, you're constantly in and out of different relationships. So you have to be picky in order for you to protect that energy and yourself because it's also so easy to get overwhelmed. It's so mm-hmm. easy to kind of also get lost where you're just like, I kind of don't want to miss out on this but also I want to do this and then I also I want to like take time out for myself and like but the most important is so that you stay in touch with who you are and that only happens when you stay in the company of people who help that like you know grow further so I'm glad and I'm glad that you picked me <laughs> and I've picked you yes, and 100%. Uh, I'm yeah. so happy we crossed paths and I really want to dive into your own growth mm-hmm. journey because I feel yeah. like there's been so many different elements of it and some parts of it that we've talked about more than others right and so when we were about to record I asked you what you wanted to dive into and talk about and you mentioned even like earlier life experiences so can you take me back like as early as you want to into your inner growth journey and like the aspects of your life that have caused the most growth for you yeah I think this answer can be so long because I feel like um, the trajectory that my life has had uh, whether it's like the activities that I've been involved in the people that have come into my life the people that have left my life a lot of those have acted as like factors that have made me who I am today um not to say that anyone was a bad person or any thing that happened to me was like a bad thing because I feel like everything happens for a reason some people come into your life for seasons mm-hmm. that rhymed <laughs> but um yeah I think everything just teaches you so much in the long run that um it literally does make sense in the long run when you're just like, oh, that's why that happened. And that's why I'm here today. So taking you back to like, uh, maybe from the age of 11, uh, I started swimming competitively. And uh, that it started as if it started because I loved the water. And I feel like that might have something to do with me being an Aquarius in a water sign. Oh my sign. gosh. Yeah. Wait, that is literally your Mars and Scorpio and Moon and Scorpio. Because Scorpio is a water sign. Yeah. And... Mars is like sports and active That makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I also have a Mars in Scorpio, so I feel like everyone with Mars in Scorpio or Aries energy, which you have Venus in Aries, that is literally it. It's Mars. It's like Scorpio. It's active. Or it's Mars energy. So it's active. It's go, go, go. It's liking to move your body and use your energy. And then the Scorpio energy is specifically water. Yeah. So within the water. Well, that makes a lot of sense now. But going back to when I was like, 11 um I would just find myself literally like whether or not my friends were coming with me I would just take my costume wait for it to dry and then go twice or thrice a day and just like splash around in in, in the pool so my parents were like she really likes to be in water let and I just happened to be kind of fast <laughs> without any training because I mean I, I've always been tall for like an Indian girl so uh, I think I swam one race uh, at the district level made it at the state level And then kind of missed out on, I think I got like the bronze medal at the state level. So did not end up qualifying for nationals. But that year was when I was like, should I just start training then? Like, and then my parents were like, yeah, let's start training. Um, So that's how it started. And I feel like the rest is history because that became my entire life until the age of 19 when I came to the US for college and stuff. Um, But yeah, I think those 
few years that I was growing up, I became such a competitive uh, athlete and also like a very dedicated one where I was waking up at 4 a.m. My family was up like I would um, commute to New Delhi when I lived in Gurgaon, which is another city close by. Um, but that commute was, you know, like at least an hour, an hour going, an hour back, then go to school for eight hours and go back, train for the second time of the day. And then come home around 7 p.m., 8 p.m. on like days when there was mad traffic, which would be the case when because I lived in Delhi. Um, and then just kind of like be so exhausted by the time I reached home that I would just eat and sleep. So I didn't really have like a social life. I think it kept going down, like decreasing as I kept getting better at my sport because I had to have more dedication for that. A lot of this I'm telling you because it made me realize who I am as an individual because uh, when I was in school there were times when I would get bullied or people were mean to me because I wouldn't like you know I wouldn't come to school very often I was traveling all the time um, so there were times when I would like literally have to have lunch alone like sitting wow. in the cafeteria and just like kind of have like the mean girl staring at me and I, I didn't know what to do um, there were times when I would go to the teachers faculty like and just sit with them and be like hey can I eat lunch oh. here with you how did um, that feel it was hard it was not easy <laughs> i did not expect that oh. um i don't usually like go back to those years but i think it it definitely like makes you stronger in the long run um my swim coach was such a support during this time because he became like my he was like my grandfather he loved me so much he still does um he's um he's one of my best friends to this day and like he kept reminding me like you're doing so much more than you could have done and not to like compare with anyone else but I knew that I was doing the right thing by like focusing on my sport and my academics and a lot of things happened as a consequence of that but in the long run it has made me so much stronger so that even as like a 12 year old 13 year old and then 16 year old person I knew that I was like, you know, learning so much by like navigating all of those experiences. Um, then being in a sport which was competitive. Uh, and yes, I'm like a national level gold medalist. But at the same time, I've lost a lot more races than I may have won. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't say that, right? Very like, Because um, everyone's yeah. like focusing on the winning part. But I feel like failure taught me so much more. Uh, it taught me how to be resilient. It taught me how to like literally show up the next day and like not feel bad for myself and just be like wait it wasn't my day I worked hard but I have to be happy for someone else right now so the sportsman spirit I feel like when people you know are like you have to have more sportsman spirit it's easier said than done but it's so important because you have to be okay with not always winning um one thing that I realized through this entire process was that failure isn't the opposite of success it's a part of success and you have to fail in order to kind of reach that um, and once you do reach that it's not the destination it's just another stop along the way and you have to keep going so it never ends because even a win is just a part of the journey exactly. it's not like you win and then it's over exactly so like when I did win the gold medal uh, in 2016 and then again in 2017 I didn't win in 2018 and I was like that's okay because I just have to strive for more and like keep working hard and uh, now that I'm not a swimmer anymore, I feel like I still operate from that athlete mindset where I'm like, okay, if I've committed to 
for example content creation or if i am working a job or even a relationship or whatever that is like i have to give my 100% because i want to see returns that i kind of deserve you know yes oh my gosh i have so much to say <laughs> just kind of tying into what you just said i think one of the biggest lessons that i pick up from your story is this resilience and the hard working energy and just knowing okay i want to get to success I'm not scared of putting in the work. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that want to get to a certain level of success, but it's just in their head. Like, they just have these dreams, but they're not actually doing anything about it. Yeah. And I think you're a very hardworking person. And so, like you just said, it's like, I know I want to get to this level, so I will show up for it. And even if I fail, I will see it as a lesson and I'll keep going. Right. And having that ability to also see other people's success and not necessarily feel threatened by it and actually celebrate right. other people's success. Yeah. But then or be inspired by it. You know, like if if they can do it, like so can I. What And just ask them. Like literally, I was like at this uh, event last last week and the speaker was like, I'm actually pretty desperate for what I want. And nobody ever says that. Like no, because desperation as like an emotion is has a negative connotation to it but she was like you just have to be like you have to be striving for exactly what you want because that that that's the energy you're putting out in the universe like give this to me please i'm waiting with open arms yes, you know so 100 percent. yes and then obviously something else that was very touching and very real in your story too is this earlier experience within yeah. school which i think so many people go through in different ways yeah and it can be really hard i think our experiences when we're about to turn it into a teenager, like when you turn 13, 14, yeah. 15, like those first few teen years for me too, we're like, I've felt the same way, like felt so alone. And I think that along the, a long time sometimes can manifest in people pleasing or wanting oh, other people to like you or about it. <laughs> like all of these tendencies. Yeah. So did you ever see yeah, that come up for you? For sure. And I've just... I was trying to be very self-aware. I was like, what are my coping mechanisms now? Or what are my fears that have come because of my childhood, like um, through school or like not having or having like friends who kind of like weren't friends anymore. I think I entered the phase where I was just like trying to be in the good books for everyone. So I didn't have boundaries. I was like, it's okay. You can treat me whatever, however. And only now have I realized that that's not the way it should be. Like boundaries are so important. Having self-respect is so important. And also just being okay with someone leaving. Like I am not that not not to say that I have like my walls up or like not at all. Yeah. Like I'm I'm always just open to like people coming in, but very also completely resonate with when you said like, you know, I can gauge when like the energy isn't matching. And then I know that like depart it's if better you can. to like not hold exactly on. like i i need to protect my energy my time and you need to do that for yourself as well and if there's like a difference in our energies like doesn't mean i'm right you're wrong or you're right i'm wrong it's just we're different and we need to recognize that and like let it go kind yes. of thing 100 you know? percent. and something else that you are really big on is our bodies and our relationship yeah. to our bodies so i know you're also you know a model from your past and mm -hmm. I know that was a big part of your own journey too but even taking it back to the swimming years did you ever notice anything relating to body image yeah play a part of your story play For a part sure. in your story at that time I think when you're when you're a girl I think 
um i think those conversations start a little earlier than they should especially in this day and age when we have social media and all of these other things that contribute to a certain unrealistic body type being glamorized um luckily i think i was very protected when i was younger uh because i was so deeply into my sport that i it the only thing that mattered to me was like am i getting better at my sport do i have the muscles or the you know the body structure that i need in order to be better at this um i wouldn't say that like it affected me too much because i was muscular and i was like tall and yes no boy liked me when i was like growing up because i was just like towering over them <laughs> which i guess was fine cuz it made me focus more on like you know not so get funny distracted for me it was the opposite it was always like really? the shortest one oh uh, <laughs> and the cutest one i'm sure everyone was like head over heels in love with kalina no it was uh, so awkward <laughs> Cause like braces and glasses and so I short. I was braces as well. Um, yeah, I had like a very humble beginning, like <laughs> very very crazy. So going back to that conversation, body image was like not a discussion I had in my own head up until I would say the later part of like um like the initial part of high school. I would say is when I really started to think about like, but the other girls in my grade are like a lot skinnier than me. Like, why don't I look? you know the way i'm supposed to or the way a girl is supposed to uh and then college i think the fresh like freshman year of college was when i was away from home so that and was when you came to new york exactly uh came to i went to wesley in my freshman year right right and yes. then i transferred to nyu um and i'll speak more about why that happened but uh basically my first few um oh prior to college actually i came to the us in 2018 for training um for that was like a two two and a half month uh swimming stint that i had it did not go as planned though i was supposed to get faster more chiseled like more fit and everything but i was making the wrong decisions in terms of my food choices because back then i didn't know anything about nutrition i didn't even know what the word calories meant uh-huh yeah i like had no idea i was so indifferent to it all cuz up until like then, then i was like when you learn it it's like then it's you can't unlearn like it's like very hard the switch is done exactly so that's that's exactly kind of what happened uh when i came to the us for the first time um i ended up gaining a lot of weight because of just you know not eating properly um and i was making unhealthy choices like i was not eating nutritious food um and so i ended up gaining a lot of weight and when i went back i was severely body shamed like not even i would say like in a kind way like some people were just like downright just trying to be mean and being like you're so fat you know and like how old were you at this point i was 17 so like right before college um so definitely like between 16 and 17 i don't remember the exact age but very vulnerable very like new to this entire conversation of like oh maybe i should start dieting like as a 16 year old what what do you mean um and then yeah my neighbors would like comment on my body my parents would comment on my body without really understanding the repercussions of like their words um but yeah i feel like especially in uh, from where i am like south asia india um we're very quick to like point out like Same oh in you latin american countries. yeah it's like before you say hello you're like oh you've gained weight by the way and i was like thanks so why, why i is like it had no idea i had no idea <laughs> it's, it's like, like my body exactly so <laughs> that was when i like fully uh, got into this entire mindset shift of like i need to think about what my body looks like 
um and so i did i started dieting i started like looking up how to lose weight fast and i wish i hadn't i wish i hadn't like maybe i wish i'd gone to a nutritionist or something or worked with a trainer to do it like in a slower way and in a well informed way but i didn't i think it was like a google search and they were like you know calories are the mm-hmm. bad guys so that's what i thought and it just like kind of spiraled down from there where um then college came next year and suddenly i was also in a new environment making a lot of decisions for myself um social life was also new i wanted to fit in uh partying was like a big thing that started happening um i also realized that i wasn't enjoying swimming anymore so i was kind of like in that mindset where i was like i don't know if i want to like you know give it as much time as i have now um so that's when my eating disorder started uh it uh, it began like as a small thing where i was like cutting calories here and there and uh yeah in a few months i would say it, it became like very a very big part of my daily life and all of the decisions that i was taking so like how many steps i would walk or like um i would skip dinners or like you know i would like skip social gatherings cuz i was like i don't want to eat um so it was just like a weird space because i'd never had that relationship with food or my body um and literally weighing myself every single day and being like oops i like gained another pound that's bad we need to stop eating uh and so it it like reached that point where i was probably eating like less than 600 calories in a day from wow. from being a person who was eating like 3000 cuz i had to swim and this was still during and the time and you were still swimming i was still swimming but i was not doing well anymore because i just didn't have the energy and my coach was like kushi you're putting in the work and you're showing up every day but like you're swimming a lot slower what's happening and like back then i just acted like i didn't know because i did not want anyone like to denial. know yeah i was denying i was like i don't have an eating disorder like and i didn't i didn't want to stop that's the thing like i didn't want help It's like um, a control thing. It's like exactly. you're holding on so strongly yeah. to that way of being and you're so scared of I think deep down the same thing happened to me cuz my eating disorder started when I had gained a little bit of weight and mm-hmm. some family members commented and I started feeling yeah, judged exactly. even if people weren't outwardly saying anything, but then once you lose the weight, you're so scared of gaining it back cuz you're yeah. scared of the self-judgment coming back and then it kind of touches on those younger fears of not right. being accepted or not being included, not feeling beautiful. Yeah. So it's very deep. Very deep. Very like nuanced as well. And then like then it's not the just denial. you can't you can't point it to one reason. I feel like a lot of experiences I've had um especially growing up, I feel like your the way you have, you know, the way you also have your relationship with your parents or the way they have a relationship with each other also plays a big role in how you perceive yourself or na- like how you think relationships should be. For sure. So Yeah, I think uh, a lot of it has to do with what you go through. Um it's not nearly as simple as like oh she told me to like lose weight so mm-hmm. I'm like on this diet. I feel like it's, it's about control. <laughs> it's about your self-esteem, your confidence levels, um how you want to present yourself to the world kind of thing. Um and so I started like I think that year was when it was like extremely bad for my mental health because I was also away from home kind of like I wouldn't say I was diagnosed with depression but I did feel like I was 
crying every single day, being sad for no reason. At like, this point, you were at Wes- Wesleyan. Wesleyan, yeah. Okay. Um, and then that was my first experience with therapy. I started going to a counselor like in school, which you know they provide. Like mm-hmm. you can go to okay. those. And I remember this one day, I like called. It was called Caps, and it was like an emergency service. And I was like, "Hi!" Like, and my voice was quivering on the phone, and they were like, "Hi!" Like. What? Center of Psychological Services. Yeah. They have yeah. the same uh, Exactly. Yeah. Um, and they, they were like, oh, you can like book a, an appointment for like a month from now. And I was like, I need to t- talk to somebody today. I need to talk to somebody today. Otherwise, I will not make it. Like, wow. I had reached that point where I was just like, I had surrendered. Like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't enjoy anything in my life. I was like lonely um hungry like hangry uh didn't know what to like who to depend on it was just like a hard time and thankfully they were they could sense that like something was um wrong and they were like okay come into come into our um facility today we'll like get you to talk to someone and i just like bawled my eyes out during that session like there was I don't think I like spoke words for like 20 minutes. I was just <laughs> crying. She's like, I just need a safe space. I just, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like, luckily that, that lady turned out to be Indian. So like a lot of what I was sharing, she could, you know, kind of empathize with it a little more. Uh, she was super, super nice. I wish I like remember her, remembered her name. So I would like be able to mention and like thank her. But um, yeah, I I think that really helped. And that made me that episode or that day made me realize that like sharing or just like talking about what you're going through is so cathartic and therapeutic and sometimes you just need that outlet you just need to let it go kind of thing and that's how over time I realized that like defeating disorders is my nonprofit. it's it's like and my objective is just to talk about what we don't talk about yeah um so sort yeah, of I like, like in, inner growth is it's that's exactly. such a driver for me too because right. breaking taboos talking about the hard stuff it's so important and nothing is off limits really yeah and the more you cultivate these safe spaces and the education the more you can kind of alchemize your own experience to help people but then also help as many people as possible yeah. find this healing yeah right that you experienced on this day where you were able to for the first time ever have a safe space to really share what was going on right and the moment that we take accountability and we're like out of that denial and we're out of that place of no i don't have an eating disorder no everything is fine yeah and it's not fine anymore yeah. and you have that self-awareness and you're able to tell yourself yeah like no things are not okay things aren't okay that's yeah. when you can change exactly that's when you can get better that's because i feel like identification is the first step to eradication like when you know what's going wrong you can try to work around it and like try to see how you can get help and that was the first time i was just like i need to be strong enough to say that I need help I'm not weak I'm strong and it takes a lot to like get yourself like convince yourself that like it's okay to not be okay um and yeah so that was like a revelation like eureka moment for me where I was like I, I genuinely just need help and I need to share with my parents that I'm not happy um doing pre-med so I was like extremely stressed at the time I was taking all of these like chemistry and biology courses and I wasn't doing well because I didn't enjoy them um, and I was just perennially stressed along with like the added 
you know i have to show up to training every day when i don't you're still swimming yeah, every day yeah and i'm not doing well because i'm not eating so like everything was just like kind of going to shit <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if i'm allowed to say that you are was like <laughs> it was just like one thing after the other and it was like i was reaching my breaking point and like finally and i'm so 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 glad and so grateful to my parents for always being just so kind and supportive whatever i need is just like you know they'll have that conversation with me where they'll try to guide me like maybe you shouldn't quit or maybe you shouldn't like give up but at the same time when they can see that their daughter is suffering or like like miserable they will be the first ones to be like we have to change what's going on so i spoke to my dad about it i was like papa i don't want to swim anymore and it it was such a big part of our lives like because he was also as committed actually even more committed to, uh, than i was because he would be up 20 minutes before i was so was my mom like they were just up waking me up getting my food ready driving me to the pool for so many years it, for so many years so like when i had that you know i kind of don't want to swim anymore they were a little devastated and also just like shocked that like how could how could this be a thought that is crossing your mind which But, is also an identity thing it's like for so yeah. many years you're identifying as the swimmer right. and the swimming family and you have these rituals and you have this shared history and then mm-hmm. it's like how are you leaving all of this behind exactly cuz i'll tell you it it's like when i was in school uh there would be like these assemblies that would happen like once a year and it was like dedicated to sports um and like every year they would call my name out and like they would reserve so my sports uh like department head was he really liked me i really liked him we like got along ashit sir if you're listening to this shout out to you um yeah he just made me feel so nice and he would like always reserve like the last 10 minutes to kind of like talk about all of the medals that i've won but oh. that was so sweet but also like it kind of contributed to the fact that like it makes hi, it harder to let yeah, go yeah like hi i'm a swimmer and then i'd be like hi my name's khushi like that was my identity So mm-hmm. I was just like if I let this go like who am I? Yeah. kind of thing, you know. Um but I'm glad that like I kind of found the courage to start from scratch. Um and like kind of let that go because it made me become who I am and like made me yeah. find what actually gives me joy because I think I don't think I ever woke up with like that I'm so excited to live another day. I don't think I ever had that feeling when I was growing up. and now i do i like wake up every day carry and i'm like i don't actually want to be, be in bed for another minute longer like let's, like, go. let's go and i'm just like what that's possible like if you're listening to this still like that is possible so you know i think i just want to be that kind of symbol for like find what gives you happiness and just be unapologetic about it like you don't have to explain it to anyone you don't have to convince yourself or anyone that like it's possible or like it's worth it i feel like a lot of the times for example like i kept myself being pre med cuz in my head i thought that was the only respectable subject that i could have been a part of mm-hmm. you know but like i realized that i sucked at it cuz i wasn't enjoying it You're and now we're out of alignment it wasn't a passion exactly so it doesn't matter what line you choose as long as you enjoy it and you're good at it i feel like you will find excellence there's this amazing movie that i highly recommend everyone to watch it's called three idiots and it's a, a amir khan production amir khan is also an amazing actor in india so in that movie they talk about how if you chase success you're probably not going to get it if you chase excellence success will chase you which is 
you wow. know i try to live by that that's where really it's cool. like you yeah. just try to be better at what you're doing like get 1% better every day and it, it will just so happen that like you will find success i completely agree i feel like for me in my journey that has come through focusing on consistency instead of yeah. motivation yeah it's knowing that if you show up every day and if you are mm-hmm. consistent with whatever it is that you want to do or achieve or a habit that you want to have yeah you're gonna get good at it yeah like if for example when i started running like i wasn't i was running like two miles but then the more that i did it now i can run like a half marathon i know so i'm so you get good at it by when that. you show up and i love whenever you do post these like runs <laughs> and then you post like a dancing video i'm just like i'm so happy for her oh you have not that you're like you weren't happy but i can have i've seen in the past few months how like you've transformed a little bit more where you're yes. happier and you're more yourself and you're connecting with nature and you're just like taking that time out because you also shared with me on your birthday that like these runs make you have brainstorming sessions with yourself right which is yes. it's so great to be having a conversation with your own mind sometimes yeah so it's like okay what am i thinking it's like, like a whole hour that i'm just with myself yeah. and just thinking yeah. and letting it flow so yeah i really have felt like i've got my spark back a little oh. bit and you never lost just, it but you yeah, have it even more, like more now more of a spark right now. so yeah i'm happy to hear that it's also like visible from the outside and it's you're spreading that spark you know every time you do it i'm like i i need to get off my ass and like get some movement in <laughs> yes so, yeah. yes especially for us with like mars energy in yeah. our charts like it's so important right um but i also want to quickly pick your brain on the founding of your ngo mm-hmm. and also kind of what inspired that because i don't think we've talked about it that much yeah um i don't think i've talked about it at all actually um to maybe very very few people but nobody asks me that and i love that question um i think it began because i was navigating recovery just by myself and i was like so that means i have to be accountable and i actually don't want to be sick anymore but it's so hard to convince yourself that you don't want your sickness and you don't want your eating disorder and you don't want to relapse uh but while i was doing that i realized that like it would be a lot easier ha- if i had support or if i knew where the resources were if i kind of knew who to go to the first time i even had that thought of like skipping a meal and so that's where the brainchild of defeating disorders began where i was like i want this to be a resource that anyone can use not when they're like sick but prevention is better than treatment so if you think that you're just slowly going down that line like identify it get help early on you don't need to invalidate your struggle until you're just like clearly visibly sick and i think a lot of people reach that point because they have to convince themselves like i have to be worth a certain amount of sickness in order to get help or get treatment right it has so it has to be a certain level of bad for me to need right. therapy or exactly. whatever exactly but i also think even with the help yeah part, it's the mental health help uh-huh because in my view and i'm curious to get your thoughts on this i feel like eating disorders and disordered eating patterns are way more about the mind and your self-worth yeah. and your confidence and like all these different things than it is about the actual food right it no, just kind of gets like transposed onto the food and a lot of it has to do with how diet culture has co- sort of like labeled foods this is bad this is good don't eat this you just have to kind of like let that go and be like what is my body actually wanting intuitive eating i'm all about that i don't think there's like 
yes what works for some people might be different for what works for me but i am a big like strike a balance between intuitive and mindful eating mm-hmm. like whenever you're hungry if you're hungry more today like eat more because your body needs it right like sometimes i get hungry at like 7am in the morning and i used to be like wait that's too early for me mm-hmm. to eat now i'm like is there like a certain time your stomach opens like what <laughs> if you're hungry just eat your body needs it and it's a yeah. like i was i started working with a trainer in between and he was like if you're getting hungry that's a very good sign it means your body's yeah. working like if yeah. you weren't getting hungry that would be a little concerning so that's he, so true yeah and the only way to suppress hunger is to give yourself food is to mm-hmm. eat like there's no other way that you need to like kind of you know end that feeling but um yeah i think a lot mm-hmm. of it just also has to do with self love yeah um yeah so i'm wondering if i should speak of this point or should i go back to defeating disorders before we delve into this because i know this is a big conversation the self love part yeah yeah i actually want to go back to defeating disorders defeating so disorders, okay. when you so you were kind of going through it you were mm-hmm. doing your healing by yourself in many ways and you realized wow there's so many resources that i don't have and yeah. i wish i had an information and just tips exactly. and help yeah so what was the first thing that you did like what inspired like okay let me create a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. yeah like where does it go from like i'm healing by myself to i have a nonprofit, and now with like right. interns and like yeah a giant instagram page like I'm just curious to know oh, how, how that one happened. thing led to another. <laughs> so it was definitely not like day one. I was like, I have no. figured everything out. This is what I want. I feel like every day I was just thinking about this. This was my like passion project. It. Uh, I spent an entire summer. I think sophomore summer was when everyone was like interning and like you know getting big corporate jobs. And I was like, I have an idea and I kind of want to build it. And I told my dad, and he was like, "Do it. It's fine. You're a sophomore. We'll worry about worry about it when you're a junior. That's important." And I was like, "Okay, fine. Thanks, Dad." So I stayed in New York that one summer, and uh, every day I would just like hop on multiple Zoom calls, like call people that I knew, call people that they knew, um, spoke to multiple influencers during this time. Like that time, I had not even started my content creation journey, so it was actually very. easy to find time for that one project because when you're a content creator i feel like so much is happening but yes, yeah true. going going back to like there's things pulling you in a million different directions oh 100 I, and i love that part yeah. about it but it can be a little like oh, this is too much kind and of thing and you had that time i had that time i had all of that like passion and energy um so the first things the uh, first thing that i like thought about was how do i uh, make this like a pillar structure so like the three pillars that it's built on is prevention treatment and education so the prevention part comes in where we talk about um prevention and education sort of go in together so we go into schools and we uh host workshops so i i did this last summer where i like go into uh i went to like my old high school and then like a couple other high schools back in india and ncr region where I like created a presentation for an hour and a half. I got a dietitian and a psychologist to join me because I'm not a medical professional uh, and I don't want to, you know, guide people in things that I don't have expertise in, but at the same time I do know that this is an important subject to sort of have a conversation and be exposed to when you're younger rather than much older. So we targeted middle school and high school. Uh so I think 8th grade onwards just talking about nutrition, bullying, body shaming um the importance of fitness and all of those other things when you're you know in school 
um, which I think is just something that like should be part of the curriculum. And that is my like main mission in life where we like, I want to work with the government of India and the UN at some point, like just try to get this into the, the yes. school curriculum where like yeah. nutrition is a required mandatory class and then fitness I feel like a lot of the times we have fitness classes or we have PE as like something but nobody takes it seriously yeah true because it's just like like a free credit kind of thing yeah but I think it's the way you position it I feel like if you if you find like interactive fun ways of integrating or like introducing people to the concept of nutrition and why it's so important to nourish your body rather than like skip meals I feel like they will be better navigators in life where they're just like I can't actually this is bad to my body and then get that self-love component to it as well where you're just like you're being mean to yourself if you don't eat kind of thing you know or if you're being mean to yourself you like talk badly about yourself in the mirror so I feel like yes it sounds stupid or like it sounds immature but I think it's so important to just be that immature or stupid I think it's so important so important and I mean I even feel that way with like that passion I don't think that's like my life's purpose but it's definitely something i am passionate about yeah, in the sense of like, i know you are yeah. this but also the female body and like knowing yeah. our cycles right. like that's an element of education that is so underserved like that should be a part of the curriculum i agree i totally agree with that i think women need to be more informed and confident about everything that they're going through i'll give you an example so the other day i was in class and this was at nyu literally last week and we were talking about feminism mm-hmm. and right before that conversation started I had to go to the washroom and I realized that I got my period and I was like oops I like didn't know that I was gonna get my period uh and I don't have a sanitary napkin I don't have a tampon I don't have anything with me um and I come back and I'm like I don't know what to do um and I'm sitting there and we're talking about feminism and we're talking about like female power and I and my mouth is shut and I'm just like I don't know how to ask somebody for a sanitary napkin. And I was like, Kushi, this is your moment. This is <laughs> truly a moment to grow. And if you're able to like, yeah, acknowledge that you just got your period in a class filled with men and women, you have literally broken a barrier for yourself and for others. And so it took me about four or five minutes, but I raised my hand and I was like, hi, I'm so sorry. Actually, I don't think I apologized. I was like, hi, I need to say something. I just came back from the washroom and I don't have a sanitary napkin. Do any of the girls have one? Like, could you give one to me? And by the end of it, everyone was like, dude, that was super cool. Like the the TA came up to me and she was like, I'm proud of you for being able to do that. And I was like, thank you. The fact that you did it in the middle of the classroom. Yeah. And I I would have just like turned to a girl next to me and say like, hey, do you have a tampon? Yeah. See, that was like the class. That was my first. I mean, I probably would have done that had a girl been sitting next to me. But like I was sitting next to these like men. So I was like, they don't have one. (laughs) She has one or like she has one. So I was like, how do I reach out? And I texted this girl. She didn't reply. So I was like, I'm just going to say it. Wow, I love that you did that. Yeah. (laughs) But that's what I think is so important, like, in schools, because we've always been taught, like, oh, if you get your period, like, don't take your pad out, like, in front of every... Or, like, I feel like there was a a moment when, like, a guy, like, saw a pad in my, uh, like, backpack, and he was like, what is this? And I was like, I don't know, I don't know, like, keep it back. I wish I'd just been like, hey, that's my sanitary napkin. What are you going to do about it, dude? Yeah, it's like, that's what I use when I get my period. Exactly which I get every month yeah (laughs) which is why which is how I'm gonna give you know 
like i'm gonna bring life to this world yeah like I, not for i'm you, just like every other woman in this room give life yeah. to the world and so this is a part of my body exactly so yeah i mean periods i feel like are very taboo and and also very important to be talked about similarly yeah. to disordered eating and right. our bodies and nutrition and all these topics so i mm-hmm. love that we're both so passionate and i feel like we can talk for so long and it's basically so been an hour yeah. i do we still have some time okay. i want to do rapid fire questions with you to close out the episode but before we dive into that yeah. i want to get a quick thought from you on self-love because i know you said you wanted to dive into yeah. it and we probably can't go into as much right depth as we probably want to yeah but what is one of the biggest things that you have learned about self-love through your entire growth journey? Right. Um, so self-love to me has been like an ongoing conversation where I am recognizing things about myself uh, and just being accepting of them. So and there's this uh, audio that I kind of created an, uh, a video on, which was like, say this to yourself every morning when you wake up. I know who I am. I, I love like who, who I am. am. I like, I like what I do, I do and, and I, I like how I do, I do it, it. Yes. and I like my mistakes and I like the way I learn and I like the pace with which I learn my mistakes. I don't want to be anybody else but me. And I think every I have seen that audio on TikTok too yeah. and I love it. I think so. it's Zoe Saldana or uh, yeah, I think it was her original audio um, and it, it has just like stuck with me <sighs> since because I, especially the part where like I like my mistakes and I like, I like the way, the way I, I learn. And even the pace, like, yes, sometimes slow growth is real growth. Like that progress is what actually counts in the long run. And um, going back to like mistakes or failure or rejections or friendship breakups, like everything that like comes with it makes you realize that like you are kind of the only person that you have. Um, Yes, family is always going to be there or like great friends are always so nice to have, but you kind of have to be your best friend. You have to be there for yourself. Um, while other people are there for you as well because I think when you ha- operate from a place of kindness where you're just like actually I'm not going to be mean to myself today or actually I'm not going to be like this is exactly what's wrong with me or this is what I want to change you don't have to change you don't have to change for anyone because that's when you know that like you're just so content with your lifestyle 100% right? yes I love that you said slow growth yeah is you know the most important because it is true and i'm reading this book that i can't remember the name right now because i've been reading it for a little while yeah but radically content okay is the name of the book and i love that it's such a good book you would love this book and it's a really good read and one of the things she said in the chapter i was reading last night is you have to be this you have to be the softest place for you to land like the world can be so harsh and so hard so you have to be the softest place for you to land like you have to be so kind to yourself and you have to create these spaces and these rituals and these habits of tuning back into yourself and giving yourself that softness and that love that you sometimes might think is only possible from other people i completely agree and i uh i don't think that like self-love is selfish i think it's self-full I think when you fill your cup, you have so much to give to others as well. Where I've seen that, I've, when I've been kind to myself, I can see myself being kind to others. I can see myself when I recognize that like, oh, I made a mistake and I need to apologize for it because I made a mistake and I didn't do it because I like meant to hurt somebody. But sometimes you you just have to like, you know, be you okay with the fact too. that like you don't know all the answers and you're bound, you're human at the end of the day. So sometimes like you will make a 
tremendous mistakes which you just have yeah. to be kind of okay with um and then you're just like okay what did i learn from today you know what did i learn from that and what did i take what's my biggest takeaway from this so yeah it's been yes. that journey yes i think you're the embodiment of a learner's mindset and i love that and i also love having a learner's mindset and being able to look at mistakes with a kind lens and to take lessons instead of yeah. judgment out right. of it so Love that. Let's do some <laughs> rapid fire. I'm okay. so excited. I do this in every single episode. Yeah. So okay. let's dive into it. The first question is, do you have a quote or a mantra that you love, that you live by, or that you come back to frequently? Yeah, I do. Quote is, every temptation resisted is a brick laid in the architecture of your character. Um, and I think that's a very beautiful quote because uh, a lot of the times we want to fall into, you know, a shortcut or like literally like sometimes... It's like you want to have it, you give into a temptation or you give into like instant gratification, but it takes you away from who you want to be. Because sometimes you have to realize that like, like coming back to the slow growth or slow progress, like it's important to struggle sometimes in order for you to achieve that and be proud of that achievement, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think your character is built by like the experiences that you've had and the shortcomings that you've had also so you just have to like remind yourself that it's okay to sort of let things go sometimes and they're not for you not everything that comes your way is for you yeah wow i love that do you have any books that you love or that have been really important in your journey that you would recommend yeah atomic habits by james clear i love that book i love that book so much um one percent better every day which you mentioned yeah and like habit stacking or um making to-do lists and really just being i feel like productivity is a lot easier when you plan ahead um when you have an organized approach to it and you literally show do it every day like once you make it routine i think a, a wonderful thing that i learned from that book was that the most efficient people are actually the mo- the laziest like because they have a routine so they don't have to think about it every day oh yeah right like you just have too. like okay i've done this now the next thing i do is because like, i did this yesterday and the day before and the day before that so like i know what to do and it's like automatic exactly so the way it has changed my life in the past like few months is and this is very recent actually i read this book beginning just the end of last year so i started the year with like i am going to literally actually stick with my resolutions this time because it has given me so like as soon as I wake up I have like piano music playing in the background which just makes me feel more you know in tune like everything's gonna be fine there's background music playing I'm in a movie (laughs) it's just so fun and then I like warm up my water again it's a slow morning like I have you know I'm not in a rush and then I like go groom myself a little bit brush come back I make my bed first thing actually that puts me in a mode where like once the background music is playing and the warm water is getting warm I make my bed and that is the first task that I check off my bucket list where I'm like I first of all have a clean environment I have a clear mind now and I've ticked the first thing off my checklist so I can do multiple other things now then I like while I'm sitting and I'm like doing that meditation sort of thing for like two minutes I just do it for a very short time I just like count my blessings I uh think about what I need to do in the day I talked to I 
like write down in my to do list right after that like i need to talk to my parents i need to go work out i need to like make my food what i'm what i'm like planning what what's like keep in my fridge right now is going bad i need to use that so i like do all those little little things that we don't do on my to do list and then three important tasks that i need to like do in the day so that like puts me in the zone of you know i'm ready for the day and let, let's go for it kind I of thing i love it that's such a good book i read it in the beginning of the pandemic and it helped me so much in my journey as, as well so i love that you mentioned that yeah and next question is what makes you feel like your higher self ooh what makes me feel like my higher self that is such a good question um being honest and being kind i think those two things are just how i want to live my life just yes. truly genuine i want to be authentic and i don't want to be somebody that i'm not and you are those two things so. <laughs> thank you okay last question if someone didn't hear anything from this episode except this part mm-hmm. what would you want to leave them with i think a message that i want to give to everyone is that it's not the end it's never the end actually you can always have another day another chance another opportunity to find yourself to be the person that you have to be um and just one last note is that you can't live a full life on an empty stomach so please just nourish yourself and um you know be full of yourself don't be full live of anything full else life. yeah live yes. a full life yes that's how i want to oh, end it this was amazing <laughs> i you. love you so much i'm I so grateful you. you came on the podcast i'm so grateful for this opportunity carolina thank you can you share where everyone can follow you connect with you learn more about your ngo all the things plug yourself yeah um you guys can find me on instagram i go by the name she talks and eats uh my full name is khushi jain uh my tiktok is just starting out right now so i'm definitely going to build that and i'm going to take your inspiration <laughs> defeating disorders is um a website so you can log on to defeatingdisorders.com you can book a consultation if you need help which if you do please do uh reach out to us you can also use that um use our social media to get in touch so on instagram we go by the name defeating.disorders um and yeah i'm always very responsive on my dm so feel free to message me anytime and yeah yes. i would love to have a conversation <laughs> thank you so much and everyone listening thank you guys for tuning in and if you're enjoying the podcast remember to hit subscribe on youtube if you're watching on video or hit the plus button on apple podcasts at the top right corner and on spotify as well hit subscribe and you'll be in the loop of all future episodes remember to water yourself and i will see you guys next week with a new episode bye sick of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details